a good writer must also be a good reader. So, fellow writers, what are you reading these days, and what lessons can you learn from it to help improve your writing? It's Sam with another Friday video for you, and I'm going to tell you my answer to those questions in just a moment. Um, I was on my trip, as you guys know, if you've been following along, uh, but, you know, in the airplane and in the hotel and stuff like that, I was able to do a good bit of reading, actually, um, which, which was nice, and especially when we were, I was in the remote area with no Wi-Fi, so I did finish the whole book. I, I started it the first time on the airplane, and I finished it before we got back, and I'll show you what book it is. This is um, Agatha Christie, Halloween Party, a Hercule Poirot mystery, um, and if you've been following along with pop culture and current events and stuff, um, this is the one that inspired the new Hercule Poirot movie that's coming out, I believe it's coming out this month. Um, the movie is called A Haunting in Venice. I kind of agree that that's, a, for modern movie-going audiences, it's a better title than, a more exciting, more exciting title than Halloween Party. Um, so they they might have, I'm not sure if it's like loosely inspired by this or if it's if, if it's um, pretty much the same except for the except for the title change. Just from what I've seen from the trailers, it looks to be about very similar, and they have the, they have the same characters and stuff like that. So um, hopefully it's a good faithful adaptation. I've enjoyed the other two they've done, um, Murder on the Orient Express and Death in the Nile, um, and I have not traditionally been an, a Nagatha Christie fan. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not opposed, and I. I'm not opposed to reading more. It's just uh, I've got so much on my reading list, as I'm sure you guys do too, that I have to be selective. But I've I've read each of the ones that this new series of movies has been based on. So I read Murder on the Orient Express, Death in the Nile. Now I read I read Halloween Party too, and I liked it. Um, let me tell you some things about it and, wh and what I liked about it. So it's it's uh, um, obviously it's a murder mystery. If you didn't know that already, um, this one it's it starts at a, a children's Halloween party. Actually, the, the title's almost a little misleading because the the party is over in the first two chapters, but there's a murder that took place at the party, and they have to figure that out. Um, there's a, one of the young girls um, talked about how she had witnessed a murder, because, I mean, it's, it's Halloween, they're talking about spooky stuff and, I don't know, scary things that they've experienced or whatever, so she says she's actually witnessed a murder, and nobody believes her, because it's like a teenage girl or something saying this, um, um, and then that girl who said that is found dead, so... Um, people start wondering, well, what was, did someone kill her to try to keep her quiet about the murder she witnessed? And, you know, was, was the killer at the party? That kind of thing. And that's the question that, of course, Hercule Poirot has to figure out throughout the, 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 the series, um, throughout, throughout, throughout the book. So they, they even look into, like, what other murders happened in this area that she could have possibly seen when she was younger. And, um, so, so there's kind of layers of that. They're, they're, they're trying to solve not only the, the current girl's murder, but also, um, you know, murders in, in the past little while that happened in that area. So it's really interesting. Um, and of course, Agatha Christie always introduces you to a whole host of characters. You know, there's a, a number of children here at the party, um, some of the mothers and their, their, their parents, and there's other people in the, in the village area um, are introduced. And there's a whole, again, kind of a subplot because it pertains to one of the murders that took place before, but the, there's like an, an au pair girl who was missing, and and um, they had to solve that solve that plot too. So it's all these layers of twists and turns. I'll go ahead and tell you, um, I am not the kind of person who is good at figuring out a whodunit mystery. I, um, I I I just I read these things and I enjoy them and I'm fascinated by them. But but when I'm reading it, I have no idea who is guilty or who's not or who's lying or who's not. 
or um, I have no idea what's, you know, what, what clues I'm missing. I'm a detail-oriented person in some ways, but I guess this is not my area of expertise, or just not the kind of detail that I naturally pick up on. So, I mean, I could give my theories, but usually I'm way off. And um, it's, just a, it's just a fun ride to see the expert, like Hercule Poirot, or, or whoever the detective is in a given story, figure out all these things that many of us um, on our own can't. So that's, that, that, that's, that's been fun, and it's just fun to see all the twists and turns. So that takes a long way. Um, my dad has said something that I find interesting, and my, my, my dad likes movies, but um, he's not, you know, you know, I mean, he doesn't usually go, doesn't usually go to the theater. He's not up on, up on current things, so he usually doesn't see movies until after they've been out and talked about for a while. And um, he has said, the only time I care about spoilers, like the only time he really actively wants to avoid spoilers, because because normally things get spoiled and he just takes it in stride. But he he said the the only time I really care about spoilers is in a whodunit because they're the, the kind of the whole the whole the, the whole point is figuring out who did this thing what what happened and and there you know it, 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 the, the plot just takes you on all kinds of twisty turny journeys depending I mean I mean in this one yes and maybe some others more than others but definitely here um, there's all, all these different layers and dimensions to it and yeah that's one of those things like if it was spoiled for you or if you somehow knew what was happening beforehand that would take a lot of the appeal out of it um, so yeah. Uh, um, Fun story. If you, if you like mysteries, if you like Agatha Christie or that kind of thing, murder mysteries, or that new, um, if you've enjoyed the new movies with Kenneth Branagh, um, I, I've enjoyed them both so far. I'm looking forward to this one, then I'd recommend it. Um, so, like I said, I think um, one of the strengths here is Agatha Christie's um, characters. And I, I, mean, I mean, you know, it occurred to me, um, I mean, Detective stories are kind of episodic, and or at least they can be, and for that reason, I don't always go for them. Um, people have, have asked me to have told me I need to watch things like Psych or Castle, and I've I've seen like one-off episodes, but for the most part, those haven't been my thing. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if it's your thing. It's just I can't watch and read everything, and so so I just I, I have to be selective, and I can't I can't get into every show that people recommend. But um, I have enjoyed the mysteries where it's a little bit longer, like like a little bit more focused. Um, on one mystery, and then it's, and then it's character development within that. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's character development on the shows I just mentioned too, but um, but like I really liked Broadchurch, for example. That was um, each season was a different mystery, not each episode, each season. So you're kind of following the same trail over time. Um, and Sherlock, even though it's episodes, I mean the episodes are, are an hour and a half. They're like mini movies. Um, so I've enjoyed those too. And yeah, I'd, I'd say I've enjoyed. Um, some of the you know some whodunit movies I loved Knives Out and Glass Onion because again it's it's more than a forty five minute episode it's at least at least two hours of time to get to know these characters and figure out what's going on and a book like this also two hundred plus pages of the same mystery I'd say that's enough time to get to know characters and focus on um, the different details and the different storylines and characters being developed there um, so it's interesting to me that um, these are you know these stories are episodic in some ways I mean I mean even though each one is a full novel, like 200 pages or more, she has like 40 some of these. I, th I, th I think it says um, it, it, lists, it, it lists them all in 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 the uh, on the back of the book, and this is almost the last one she wrote. Um, this is like the third to last one, but it's um, it's like number 41 or something. So yeah, it's um, you know they're episodic in in, in that sense, and that there's 40 of them, and they, to my knowledge, they're all 
self-contained. I mean, well, I haven't read all of them, obviously, but it seems like that. And um, in one sense, I mean, these are, you know, I, I, I know Agatha Christie is a very successful author. I mean, it, this says she's been outsold only by Shakespeare and the Bible. So, so she's like the third most published author of all time, um, which is great. And, um, but she's largely writing commercial fiction as, a, as opposed to literary, by which I mean, you know, I don't think Agatha Christie is studied in university English classrooms typically as like high literature. Um, these are classic stories and well-known, but, um, but they are primarily written for entertainment and for commercial purposes. Nothing wrong with that. Lots of us read, read and write commercial fiction. I certainly love all com much commercial fiction that I consume, but that's just, it's a different element. So, I mean, I mean, I mean and, and, and they, they do say commercial fiction is more plot driven. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's this whole, whole cast of characters, but there's still, you know, the, the story is driven not by the, less by the characters, more, more by the plot, I guess I would say, because it's, they're having to figure out who did what and all that stuff. So even though it has these elements like, like, that, that are sometimes considered low fiction, like it's, you know, it's episodic, it's, it's not literary, really, it's commercial. Um, I still think Agatha Christie brings in a rich cast of characters um, who, you know, all with different motives and different ideas and different personalities, and she writes each one well. And um, the characters are what make the story come to life and, and, and their motivations and such. Perot, obviously, being one of the main ones, and, and you know, he's someone who's in every different novel, so I've connected with him a little bit, but um, others, too, who, who we meet along the way. So it's just really interesting to see how even with those elements allegedly working against it, um, Agatha Christie has written really good commercial fiction and really successful commercial fiction even years after her death. So there you go. Uh, that's Halloween Party. I liked it. Um, I recommend that and the movie coming up. I guess um, the takeaway for you as writers is make sure you have a vibrant cast of characters who comes to life, even if your book is genre fiction, even if it's commercial fiction that um, is not likely to get studied in universities years later. Um, the characters are what really carry it. So make sure you have a vibrant cast of characters that the reader can connect to, and that will really make your story come to life, whatever your story is. So anyway, there you go. Happy, not quite Halloween. I mean, I don't know, it's next month, but anyway. Um, yeah, happy reading, happy weekend, and um, keep listening and watching, and thanks for, thanks for listening and watching. Thanks for being here. Um, have a great one, you guys. Bye.